0: Sirius XM Sports presents
1: At the Races with Steve Bick.
0: Horse racing, handicapping, interviews. This is At the Races with Steve Bick.
1: Sirius 162, XM 207, Sports Zone 999, and at our website stevebeck.com. Risen Star Weekend: the obvious focus. There is there is actually no shortage of other uh, intrigue. I, I know Nick Tamaro, for instance, is going to look at uh, Cross Country, Aqueduct, and uh, Oaklawn you got a couple of stakes at the Broadway and uh, the Babe Ruthless at uh, Aqueduct and the uh, Dixie Bell at at Oaklawn. So I know Nick's doing that. I would like to slip in a little Sunlin, maybe an hour three. I'll see what we can do about that. Um, Callie Francois will be buying this hour. Laurel has got the four stakes uh, featuring the the two grade threes. Uh, And the Barber Fritschie is particularly good. And so we'll talk to Callie uh, and get the four steaks. Glance that. Uh, Otherwise, it's going to be a thick dose uh, of fairgrounds, as it should be. And uh, just hearing, actually, just hearing from Chad uh, Shexnader, thanks to Ch- Chad. says it's sprinkling lightly right now in New Orleans. We're going to go to Frank McGoey here almost immediately. And uh, he thinks, uh, Chad thinks, they'll probably try to save the turf today uh, for tomorrow. and They'll do everything they can to get all the turf racing in. Tomorrow, we'll get some of that from Frank. Uh, Frank Magui, to start us off, we'll get the clocker observations. Nick Tamaro and Cali Francois this hour. Marcus Hirsch will start off hour two, and we'll get Marcus's opinions on this fabulous card. Uh, Scully, uh, we'll do some future wager. Let's see what uh, James uh, is looking at. And uh, we'll also talk to the KKs. We may have a 4K visit. Kevin Kirstein in New Orleans with kevin kilroy there's a chance that you know it's going to be all k okay all the time i uh, will check in with hammer and i think joe kristofek uh, late in the show as uh, he typically does with some best bets uh, i'll slip in whatever news and so forth i can as the morning unfolds but uh, there's too much good racing not to get into it and uh, frank Magui, the traditional kickoff to uh, the fairgrounds conversations frank i'm sorry you're not sitting across from me in the press box
0: i, I figured we would be
1: what happened you're a late scratch i was a late scratch I, i've got to be here for an appointment next week so i i, I got it got yeah, it and i and it so happens now i know and i, I because otherwise I, I wouldn't be able to do this until april and that's not going to work so i i gotta i gotta get this cleared off before oh. i can uh, start on the road
0: all good. I, I got a feeling that you and I have both had a, enough horse racing in our lifetime that missing <laughs> one trip won't uh, won't affect us in the long run.
1: Well, but missing 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 this these are traditional between the Risen Star and and Rebel, uh, really become a regular uh, you know pairing. And I I hate I, I believe me I hated to miss this, but uh, we'll see. I, I and and then the problem is that the Louisiana Derby is the same weekend as uh... as the jeff ruby and i'm supposed to go to ruby i did it, it it's very very tough uh, i i'm not uh, i'm not happy
0: it'll all work out if you have the derby
1: winner well, right that, now you're talking well you know what if you have the risen star winner you you might that, <laughs> that might be tougher this might be a tougher pick than than kentucky later on down the road and
0: We've got so much going on in here, right? It really came up really good.
1: It's it, a tough race. It you know, not only are there the horses that we've talked about uh, along the way here. Uh, but there's the four horses that make this intriguing because they're coming off uh, their their break between their two- and three-year-old year. I'm talking about Anna Marie, Sierra Leone, Moonlight, and Real Men Violin. You've actually seen two of these. Anna Marie is on hand as well as Real Men Violin. So you've got maybe some uh, insights on that front. And then there's the ones that are in form and that have been wintering in New Orleans. Uh, and obviously that conversation starts with Track Phantom. Frank. Uh, evaluate this field for everybody.
0: So, I mean, Track Phantom's doing great. He, uh, but I, I sh- certainly can't imagine he's going to get the kind of trips that he got in his last two. Um, he's not, you know, if he makes an easy lead like he did last time, there should be an investigation into this race, I would think, because uh, it looks like there's much more pace and in a bigger field. I think it'll heat up a little bit. Uh, comparing him with his stablemate Hall of Fame, just on physical look, Steve, Hall of Fame's got a little more leg and a little more stretch to him, it appears to me. Um, he's got significant upside, you know, making only his third start. hit the His maiden breaking race on the same day as the uh, LeCompte. The thing that impressed me uh, the most is that, you know, besides the time and the way he finished, but if you watch the head-on, the horse that was winging out on the lead, I th- think it was flame away, Um he kind of tightened him up a little bit going into the far term. And, and Hall of Fame didn't even flinch. Yep. I mean, he just stayed underneath him and went through there like a professional. And and that was really, you know, in my mind, you know, a horse that's going to be going forward has to have a good mind on him. That showed me he's got a good mind and I like what he did. I happened to be out, came out Mardi Gras Day um, after the parades and he was schooling in a paddock that day. He looked fantastic. Uh, of the two Asmussins, I give him a check mark over track Phantom because I just think he's going further. He's going to be the one that's going to, you know, progress more. Um, But track Phantom, you know, can't knock him. Everything he's done, he looks good. He's carrying good flesh again. His coat looks good. He's going to run his race. I just think there's more upside with Hall of Fame. And speaking of upside, I mean, obviously, we know that Sierra Leone's got just a ton of talent. um, And you got the blinkers on if that helps focus him. I mean, there's no telling where the ceiling could be for him too. Um, Anna Marie, Anna Marie's hadn't had the best time down here, in my opinion. Um, she's been working with the maiden earlier on the card, uh, Drip, for Beckman, and Drip's gotten the better of him every time.
2: How about that? Uh,
0: yeah, and um, and even in his last work, well, his last work, he really didn't get, he didn't get it he didn't get to go the other day because I don't know if you heard Deshaun Parker had a Yep. Uh, accident so he was on Anna marie that day when he fell off so that work wasn't completed so i'm gonna have to see something from Anna marie in the afternoon I, I don't think she's ready to take on some of these in here at this point um so that would be my take on him and then uh you know i mean we got the resilience for my that horse looks like serious to me my my, my numbers in the race for Four and seven being the top two, and not a strong opinion because I just you know want to see how the progression with these horses. But four, seven, ten, and eleven were the four horses I was interested in. Real Men Violin's been getting outworked by VV's Dream. I think VV's Dream's been going better, and I'm not sure that VV's Dream's really fully cranked for a, a top effort.
1: Well, and, and you, I mean, you you you're including and featuring Sierra Leone, uh, you know, Chad Brown, very effective uh, off of these kinds of layoffs, and you know, going a mile in the eighth rank. That to me was the question. Uh, I'm I'm delighted that you took an interest in resilience. Who I've been I've been pounding that drum, uh, and even got the backstory yesterday from Rick Waldman, the longtime, of course, Overbrook uh, Stormcat, Cat the stallion manager and and longtime uh, you know consultant. And, and bloodstock advisor, uh, and excited uh, the horse that uh, the Y Gods gave to Rick and their daughter Emily, and uh, a horse that should relish that mile in the eighth. So I, I'm I'm close with you. Uh, Sierra Leone, I, I I didn't know if, if uh, Chad had to have him ready uh, for this spot. Yeah, you know,
0: I mean that's that's a question, right? You know, how, how cranked up he's been. I couldn't find any works on XBTV on him, um, but. You know, he's obviously got so much talent. I mean, that that last race was a crazy good movie he made and just looked like he lost focus a little bit when Doorknock came back on him.
1: I don't want to move on without you uh, telling us how Catching Freedom uh, looks coming out of the Smarty Jones and, uh, you know, went over to Oaklawn uh for that spot and, uh, you know, uh, couldn't have won better.
0: Yeah, he, he looks fine, but if you like him, you should really like Timberlake, who uh, – he worked with the last week on February 10th, and Timberlake was clearly the better of the two. Um, so <laughs> he's doing fine, but, but if, if he wins this race, anybody holding future book tickets on Timberlake's in a good spot.
1: Well, Timberlake 30 to 1, by the way, going into uh, today, noon today, they open the future wager, and uh, it'll go to, it'll he, go to uh, he a total.
0: He Sunday. actually worked again this morning on his own and looked really good. I guess they're going to Oakland with him.
1: Yeah, they are. And uh, so that is uh, a good heads up for those that are going to punch some uh, future wagers later this weekend. Uh, uh, who else is local? B dancer uh, coming off the maiden win for Dallas and Mr. Fipke.
0: Yeah. He hung it on me that day. I was a big man <laughs> <fan> that day. <laughs> That's uh, right. That's right. And uh, he's doing good. Came out and worked good, but I mean, it, it's a tough draw for him. Uh, Brian's going, you know, Brian's sticking with, um, Wooden McPeak. You know, I don't, that's not a big stretch for him to be going over no. there, but, uh, B Dance is doing good. And I got to imagine Corey's going to have him up close and is going to add to the pace, you know. I don't think he's ready for this step up yet. I'd be a little surprised, but isn't that how Dallas, uh, has made his reputation surprising us on these big days, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, uh, seems like it's a big ask uh that's really that's so the I gotta, I gotta,
0: have you heard have you heard where um Fletcher's horses cross and going it,
1: it, he told Dave grinning that uh was it David we talked to He yeah that uh he expects to run them in this uh, spot as opposed to the allowance
0: Gotcha. I saw him on a track this morning gallop and they look really good
1: well that's interesting too moonlight uh and you know you got uh three horses coming from uh florida in here sierra leone moonlight and uh resilience also cardinal the you know here's a horse that uh, is in this race that I, I haven't heard one word said and and gets the services of flavian pratt uh and cardinal uh, will be probably north of that 12 to 1 kind of an unknown quantity uh, beaten in the allowance uh, by change of command who then was was a mess in the sam davis on saturday
0: Right. It was visually, it was a good race. Uh, The number didn't come back that good on my stuff. Um, But, I mean, wouldn't be a stretch. He's getting an equipment change, taking blinkers off. Uh, But it looks like they have some other pace in him. And I got to think track fan has got to go from that outside post. Things are going to heat up.
1: Exactly. Um, All right. uh, Well. You make it. Look, listen,
0: it's it's a great race. It might be the best, uh, best risen star we've had in years down
1: here. Hey, well, and, and this has been the this has been the storyline that uh, the Louisiana Derby Avenue has become, you know, what the what the Fairground Oaks Avenue had been for years. Uh, it finally catches up. Let's stay uh, with the three year old boys, Frank, and hit the let's hit the uh, maiden race you just referenced uh, there's
0: head uh, race is loaded. The seventh, the one with, Yeah. Hang on. Let me get to it. Seventh um, and the
1: ninth. We need to talk about.
0: Yeah. You've got some serious talent in the seventh or at least some horses that have shown that they've got a, a lot of ability and we'll see, you know, it's all about how they handle this the first time out, how they're behaving. Um, and they got to leave the gate. Right. But, uh, all right. Just going from the top, um, Al's horse band for life has had some really good works here. Um, He's done nothing wrong, has, has beaten everything he's worked with. Uh, he drew inside. He probably will be a little better going longer, but um, he's not without a chance. Discreet mischief. Uh, has had a couple of good, really good works. Outworked Cornish Man one day, who I, I mentioned earlier, um, and also worked out of the gate with Practically Dark, who you and I had talked about. Uh, that was the Lothenbach horse that ran second first out to the Foley winner. Um, the older Foley winner. And then I think the local, I think practically Dark just sold. Yes. Uh, for like 300 plus, right? Correct. So Discreet Mischief worked with him out of the gate, um, that 47 work back on January 7th. And um, it was the practically Dark got the best of him a little bit that day, but he's had a lot of work since then. They've been good. Um think he'll be tough. And Drip, who I mentioned, the Beckman horse, has been out working on Marie. Um, every time they faced each other and his, his gate works were a little misleading. So the, the 38 gate work on January 7th, uh, the siren came on in the middle of that work and they had to pull up after a quarter. So they just got the three eighth time at 38. They were, they were going much better than that. Then he came back and worked the easy, uh, minute and 101 and two, um, popped out of the gate real good with another horse. Wasn't with drip that day. But he came I mean he wasn't with Anna Marie that day. But he's come back and, and worked with Anna Marie and and every time at the finish line it looked like he had more horse.
1: How about that? So he's right.
0: definitely got some talent. Uh and then of the ones that have run, um, and I don't I'm not even mentioning mentioned anything about Pletcher's horse, Grandor. Um, he obviously could be okay. Uh if he's bringing him down here he did that. I remember first time Marcellus ran here. He had been working great and asked me since, said he thought he was going to run like nine and change, and he ran nine and two and got beat by a Fletcher horse that came in that day. So, I mean, I'm sure he's not bringing somebody that can't run a little bit. And then uh, the two outside horses, Higgins Boat's probably set for a good effort, um, doing good off that race. we got a good trip against B-Dancer and Cornish Man. He's drawn outside, but Leon's dropping, jumping on. And Devil's Got Cause, who was getting outworked by B-Dancer every time, um, came back and looked really good. Looked like the light maybe came on on February 11th when he blew out here. Um, Johnny Visa got that outside draw. If you're looking for a real long shot, he should improve off that effort.
1: Very nice. And what?
0: then what was the other one? What was the other I, race you wanted to talk about? Well,
1: uh, before we move on, Mr. Lincoln, uh, <clears throat> what about the the Hot Dixie Chick uh, baby of uh, Stone Street and Asmusons?
0: What number is he? Let's uh, see. Mr.
1: Mr. Lincoln uh, is the uh, the nine.
0: Uh, haven't seen a lot of him. Steve works a lot of stuff on some Mondays. I have uh, the, the one work I had with him was on January 11th. He was okay. Um, and But, yeah, I mean, it's the speaker of, speak of the devil, Marcellus' brother. We just mentioned this, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah, this race is loaded. <laughs> loaded. A lot of talent. A lot of potential. See who's acting good, looking good in the post parade. Uh, It's what I always do, and then make your decisions from there.
1: Well, uh, and of course it, it, uh, going as the, going as the seventh race, it starts, uh, a middle pick four that goes seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, uh, the maiden race, the Colonel power. Then there's the, uh, mile in the 16th maiden for boys. We're going to talk about now Cornish man, uh, drawing wide El Magnifico, uh, two of your, two of your uh, pets are in this race facing off. And then it, uh, that pick four ends with the Al stall, uh, so let's talk about the ninth.
0: Yeah. So I mean, Cornish man set for a big effort and this is what really, what he wants to do is two turns. Um, he's doing great. Uh, and I expect, you know, that's Florent loves that trip too. He's going to ride out of there, sit just off of somebody, I think. And and with this long stretch, he'll be hard to handle with that being said, the horse that Fletch is bringing in is no slouch. Um, and that was a really good effort. He had some adversity out of the gate that day. And, and, kept battling, and got beat by... <laughs> I actually watched this race in the golf cart with my brother Patrick. Patrick had bet on this horse that day. and he, Patrick almost fell out of the golf cart, leaning, waiting for the wire. Somehow Conquest Warrior got up. I mean, that was incredible. But uh, but this horse was good that day, and they look, like the, they look like the top two to me. I think El Magnifico would be my third horse, but I think he'd be a distant third. I think Corniche Man is going to be real tough tomorrow.
1: Uh should ask about Cherie's horse, sweet talking bourbon as well. Uh let's see That was the one that got distanced yeah, by yeah, Hall yeah. of Fame.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, got a good setup, laid back off that very fast pace that day. Um somebody had to be second. I don't think he's done enough to to beat the likes of the top two, but but he could be third in here. I can see him running third. I don't think he's a threat to the Cornishman though.
1: You know, there is one other horse that is has got a fig uh, at a performance again, uh 10 lengths in arrears of a of a of a rocket ship. Uh that being just a freak. The Eddie Keneally Justify Colt, uh that's been down there and uh, seems solid.
0: He was so that uh that day, that's the race um this race split on December 23rd, which was at Super Santa Saturday, this this division came up much lighter than the race uh, than the one that uh, Ethan Energy was in earlier in the card. Um, he yeah he he ran a decent fourth. It wasn't a, I don't think that was the best of fields. I I wouldn't compare that to the talent that's in this field, so I discount that performance a little bit
1: before i ask you about the phillies and the in uh, the rachel how about uh, the third and uh, these are the allowance horses that are basically <laughs> they're, they they want to play their way into the louisiana derby and nash uh, is in this spot as is uh, tuscan sky uh, and uh, right
0: and even if they play their their way in what do you do if they go back off Lasix? right uh, fair question how infuriating is this right yeah. i mean You know, Ethan Energy, I know he's better than his last race. Uh, When he had the Lasix, he ran a great race, okay? He came back. He was a little bit rank with Saez that day. He's getting back with Giroux, who got along with him. Um, I expect him to run something closer to his maiden-breaking effort. Nash has never had Lasix. He gets Lasix today. He's been chasing track, Phantom, right? And then you've got the, the Pletcher horse who, just like, Exploded and found another gear the other day, going six furlongs. It doesn't look like he'll have any dis any problem getting the distance. And if, if moonlight comes out, I don't know. One of those three is going to win. I don't know which ones going to win. I look forward to it. It's a great race.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to see if you had some thoughts. Let's go to the Rachel, and uh, it sounds like you've already uh, given in a little bit of a push to uh, VV's Dream.
0: Uh, no, I mean I, I don't. I'm not so sure that VV's Dream has done enough. De- I mean, she's been out working the horse that Meg Peek's got in the, uh, in the Risen Star, but I don't know if, if she's done enough to be ready for a top effort today okay. or tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I really like the way uh, Brennan's horse has been going, intricate, has done everything right since he's been down here. Um, been working with the older horse, Banishing, and getting the better of Banishing. Wow. Uh, looks like he should get a great trip from that post, and it's going to get some pace to run at. Uh, I expect a big effort, you know, and Brennan done good in this race before. Uh, I think, you know, he's going to be tough, and that's who I'll be looking to key. Alpine Princess has done nothing wrong. Looks really good. Um, Of the Coxes, I think he's probably, she's probably the best. But, you know, had everything her way last time. Can't imagine she's going to get that easy a a lead in this race. Uh, But she'd be my second choice. And then West Omaha would be my third choice. Didn't draw great today, but is doing really well off that effort in the uh, silver bullet day. Um, I'm going to have to see it from Tarifa against this kind of field. I know she dug in the other day and caught the Amos horse that looked like he had a beat. And I'm not so sure that, you know, uh, Tarifa really won that race as much as standout sensation kind of gave it up late. You know? Yep. So I think Intricate's going to get a good trip, and I'm confident that you're going to get a good effort out of that horse tomorrow.
1: The Gun Runner uh, for uh, Peter Bradley and Partners, Uh, and I I should mention, I tell you, off the turf effort this is a hard spun out of a vindication mare in ontario bred, and uh you know maybe this is a woodbine oaks filly down the road for uh, the old wellings and uh gary shearer is handling the panic uh for the old wellings attard uh, had you know which who who the old wellings used uh liberally up in uh toronto uh, that was a very good effort and certainly bread to stretch out i panic uh, feels like a nibbler here at a nah, nice I, number
0: i feel like you're needling me i missed this one because I, I was in Gulfstream stream goofing off at the pegasus and uh <laughs> i was waiting on this horse and i just didn't follow the fairgrounds that day that yeah, was one day when i was out of like town you
1: you don't I know sh- that's a shocker listen
0: the older i get The more I wake up and I go, I got to stop doing this or I'm too old for this. Ah. I I keep, I find myself saying that a lot, especially when I'm in Gulfstream. Uh, So that's probably the reason I I was, uh, I missed this one, Um, but she's doing fine. This is a big, this is a big ask uh, to step up with these. Um, I, I, you know, I like your idea of waiting for Canada. Tomorrow's not the day.
1: Let me uh, close it out on the dirt stakes with uh, with the mine shaft, and uh, I, I mean, everybody knows I'm openly rooting for Neil pessen uh, with the five uh, Lothenbachs that he uh, stepped up and bought. He's uh, looking for partners, and uh, happy American uh, comes back in the, this spot. and of course last last year uh, famously or or notably in our memory wasn't going to run in the mine shaft and went ahead and threw him in and, and then regretted doing it um, this is a nice group uh, that came together here for the uh, the grade it, three it is
0: and you know I, I think and uh, Neil didn't say this to me but he said it to Mike and Mike passed it on um, and this is really true because Happy American well, we mentioned it last time we talked had, had his best work going into that race and that and ran good enough to be second that day but Loveberry tried to win the race on a turn. Um, and because of that, he wound up being wide, and Red Route One just got a perfect trip to beat him for second. Uh, he's doing fine. And if Loveberry rides him different, or, or at least, you know, waits for this long stretch to ask him for his best run, just kind of winds him up into it, um, he'll probably have a better chance. Uh, with that being said, I mean, I think the top, you know, the. Best actor's doing great. He's probably going to be controlling things on the front end, uh, and then you got another horse that like, is a horse like gasoline. I mean, he's getting back on Lasix, and his best races have been with Lasix. Um, he's one you're going to have to consider, but uh, I can I can see Neil getting a piece, and I would love it if he did. I mean, that was a that was a tough blow losing all those horses. Uh, I had Best Actor on top, gasoline second, and I had Neil third, Happy American, and and obviously Red Route One could could. Getting the number again with that same trip.
1: You know? he he typically uh you know, gets a gets a piece. So there's four yeah, four, four that makes Rosario's
0: sense. Rosario's not leaving a fence. He's gonna do the same thing he did last time, I would imagine. Exactly.
1: I do want to ask you about one other maiden race that we skipped over because we were talking about the boys, but how about those Phillies in the sixth?
0: Uh so I think he asked me he's gonna win it. I'm not sure which one though. I like that. Uh, they have both had some couple of really impressive works, and then they both had a, a couple of works that I didn't, thought weren't great, but they both have a ton of talent. Uh, and, and I think one of them, I mean, if one of them shows up with their best effort, they're going to handle the ones that have run here. The ones that have run here haven't, uh, they've been okay, but I, I just think there's a lot going on with the two Asmuses, uh Gourmet and Quality Credit. Uh, They both had eye-catching works at at some point in their preparations up to this. Um, I'd lean on those two. And then Harbor Springs ran good uh, in her debut. Uh, Believe hers, coming out of the same race, she was wide that day and wasn't bad. Drew much better with the rail. She could get a piece. Um, And La La Rose was okay, uh, but that race came off the turf. So... um, you know, that might not have been this kind of field that she's facing. Electric Mojo hasn't been bad for Norm Cassie, the five. She's um, had a couple of decent works, but the Asperger's Horses have caught my eye on a couple of occasions.
1: Well, quality credit, the eight, uh, seven to two, and uh, Gourmet, the uh, 11, four to one. Quality credit, uh, Mandy Pope. Uh, this is uh, Stop Charging Maria's Latest Full. And, and and actually, you know, so far they've uh, – They've actually been okay. Uh, they've won. They, she does not have a black type uh, progeny yet. Um, quality credit is right,
0: half the shopper's revenge, right?
1: Exactly, and and also uh, fifty Chevy, and still charging Maria. I mean, she hasn't recreated herself yet. Uh, Stop charging Maria, but she's you know she's 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 throwing winners. I mean, she yeah. she herself was you know phenomenal I mean, for an extended period. Uh, made three That's million. There's definitely dollars.
0: something there. Yeah. There's no doubt. There's something there.
1: 2015 Breeders' Cup, this staff winner. Uh, Frank, any turf ideas? That I usually don't <laughs> ask you about grass.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll give you. A, I got an idea, um, and it could be wrong, but at a price, I'll take a chance. Uh, I think Johnny's Fireball is going to run good in the 12th. Uh-huh. Um You're getting a more aggressive rider with Santana uh, than Ray Lou. You drew well. And this horse, throughout the course of this meet, is the most consistent, good-working horse we've had. Just trains well, goes out well. I'm I'm confident the mile and eighth wouldn't be a problem for him, and it's probably going to sit a, a really good trip from that spot. I had I had the the two that ran one two last time, uh, Beatbox and Strong Quality, but uh, I had a you know one ten and three were my three horses, and and uh, the eleven. Gigante for and That yep. horse is holding his form. I know he's facing all the horses for the first time, but um, that horse has look really good coming off his last win. Uh,
1: I, I like everything you just laid out, and I, I was absolutely uh, intrigued uh, that Johnny's fireball at 10-1 to 1 was, uh, was a huge. I think he's
0: got his live look at a long shot, and we'll probably need one late in the day
1: well it's a terrific card uh Frank thanks so much for this Frank McGoey everybody and uh we will uh we will talk uh, for we will talk for uh, Louisiana Derby oh, uh, absolutely I don't know yet about if I'm gonna get a beat actually we're gonna see you before then oh, that's why I'll be at the NHC. yeah, yeah so then. we'll see you the week yep. we'll see you right before we'll see you the week before. I'm looking forward to it. I got. I have no uh,
0: no expectations. I won't. Be, I'm too busy this time of year to do any preparations. Perfect. That's I have, perfect. I haven't gone in the last few years. I'm coming in fresh, and enjoying the break. We'll see what happens. Outstanding,
1: Frank Magooey, everybody. Frank, say hello to everyone.
0: All right. Good luck, everybody. Get the money tomorrow.
1: Exactly, Frank McGoey everybody. The uh, clocking uh, from up top uh, at fairgrounds and. Uh, that was uh, hopefully fruitful, helpful. Let's get to uh, Tam. Let's get to Nick. and we'll get uh, you know, not, you know I said that Nick is, is going to look at the uh, cross country. However, uh, we also have to let Nick uh, do some advertising uh, even though even though only a small percentage of us can you know, can bet. Uh, it is uh, Texas champions tomorrow as well. At uh, Sam Houston, Nick, good morning
2: morning steve how you doing
1: we're good just talked to magooey and uh got some ideas uh, from uh, a clocker uh, standpoint at fairgrounds and uh, you're going to fill in a bunch of other blanks
2: hopefully hopefully not just shooting blanks when it comes to wagering but hey now yeah hey now
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah it is texas preview day tomorrow we've got uh got five stakes on tap we're getting a little weather coming through here now that's actually supposed to drift eastward and might be a tad problematic for the New Orleans area later today and into tomorrow, yeah. but hopefully nothing too serious. So it's not raining that bad here. You know, sometimes it gathers a little steam as it goes across the Gulf, but hoping that that doesn't affect the racing. Cause that third round's card is very good. And the risen start is the most interesting prep we've seen by a mile at this point. So yeah, hoping that stays, stays intact very much. So uh,
1: did, did you look at it at all? Do you, do you have any inkling? Um,
2: I mean, I don't I don't have what I would consider to be a particularly interesting opinion. I'm very intrigued by Hall of Fame and seeing how he runs in a, you know, in a more difficult spot without Lasix. Uh, usually, these Steve Asmussen horses produce, and so I'm kind of expecting him to, because really, I mean, his, his maiden win was as good a, a maiden effort, really one of the better efforts we've seen from a three-year-old outside of California all year, so maybe taking Mystic Dan out, but that feels like a bit of an asterisk grace with the track profile. So, yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued to see what he has to offer. Obviously, the, the biggest question mark in the race is, you know, what exactly was Sierra Leone's Remsen effort? Was it just the, the signal that he's got a lot of potential moving forward? Did he kind of maybe ride the inside for the first five, six furlongs or so, and and that kind of bolstered his big late run. Is he going to be a more professional horse with blinkers? So in, in many ways, he's kind of the most interesting horse on the trail at this point. And I'll tell you, Steve, I think the horse is totally overlooked in here, and I don't really know why his Marie? I think this horse is way better than people are giving him credit for. He definitely fits, and he's going to be the fifth choice in here, and he's very much deserving of taking real money.
1: I did not get the greatest... Uh did not get the greatest report from frank just now
2: interesting okay good to know i wouldn't have made any serious betting without trying to find out so yeah if he's not training that great that could be maybe why he's slipping under the radar a little bit um you know frank also sees these horses regularly he sees all the the squadron of brad cox horses that seem like they all train very well so what did he have to say about anybody else in there that was of note
1: well he's uh he's uh respecting chad and uh uh, he's very impressed with hall of fame
2: okay yeah that's seems about right i mean we're gonna we're gonna find out uh what this horse is made of because that that maiden win was that was a very serious effort
1: we're going to uh, we're going to talk about it uh, as the morning progresses. We'll have Marcus Hirsch in a little bit. Uh, we'll talk to uh, the KKS and Kristafek and Scully. So uh, every from every pers- every perspective, we're going to uh, get Risen Star opinions uh, before we dive into the uh, Oakland slash uh, Aqueduct cross-country, uh, having a very quick rundown on today's $30,000 pick-six carryover at Aqueduct. I've written it up, and i got to tell you, I called it squirrely. This is not an easy ticket to build.
2: No, it's not. It's actually it's very tricky. There's a couple of spots, I think, where you're going to have to hope that you, you zig as they zag. Um, yeah, just running through it. I mean, Mersal to me, looked pretty tough in the first leg. Obviously, we have no scratches. It's still a little early, but... She's been on the improve of late. I know that maybe her last was a, a better, the best effort she's put forth since being claimed by Rick
3: Dutrow. And I think the cutback is really what does it with her. She feels like a sprinter when
2: push comes to shove. I know her last win was actually at a mile, but I think she's probably better. I'm sorry, but her win two back was at a mile. I think she's better when in, in a compact uh, type of situation where she gets a little pace to run at. Starship Defiance is going to be the favorite um i you know i i have such a hard time with these david jacobson horses period steve but when they tend to run poorly even with an excuse like last time she ran on a wet track they just go out of form so quickly and you know he's shipping these horses back and forth to, to okla to arkansas back to new york they're running 17 days apart you know i don't i don't like the look of that horse i picked her second i'm not going to be shocked if she wins but i don't like her um I would I would just use a Marsal and try and get through that first leg. The fourth is a minefield. You could just you could give the race to Dame Catherine, but the field tried to give the race to Dame Catherine last time. And how did that work out? Right? She ran a little bit better um, than she had before. She's got enough speed. This is a bad field. She's supposed to win. Horses like this are they're so hard in a pick six sequence because You you really have to figure out what to do. You want to lean on her, but then when you lose, you look down and you're like, Jesus! I really went leaned on this horse, Mm -hmm. you know, of of all of them. But you know, the strangers in here and and the horses that might be a little little harder to make—they're really hard to so i mean i'd love to try a horse like wild magic but these connections don't inspire a great deal of confidence she didn't really do enough running last time out awesome glow is kind of the other horse Kali storm hasn't done enough running for me bell's tolling looks like definitely the weaker levine entrant so i guess the other horse might be holder close i picked her third i don't know it was a tough race you can see as i kind of dance around it. i don't really have much of an opinion i think the horse i like the most in the sequence the one i'm, I'm most looking forward to betting maybe more so intra-race than that in terms of a multi race bet is simple sugar in the fifth. Me too. I think simple yeah. I think simple sugar's a great fit in here. Me yeah. Too. And and I also wonder, and I mean David's the gold standard morning line wise, but even with her nondescript connections, but her last few figures, I don't really see her being six to one in here. She feels like a horse that you know, if you and I spoke her out, then I think a lot of people are going to go the same route. Um, but it's tricky because Maggie is a horse that's taking a big class drop and has speed and is obviously in a good barn. But, yeah, Simple Sugar looks like an excellent fit to me, really in improving form and, and having found a home there. The outside post is ideal. I think she'll get a really good trip, so... I could see myself, you know, using the, the principles in there, but mainly kind of focusing on her. I picked it nine eight three seven, so I don't have, you know, I don't have any problem with really any of those top four and and using them in the sequence. Uh, the 6 is a is a difficult race. I would take a swing against the entry. I don't have a great amount of confidence in them. I don't know why Badge of War is supposed to be better for David Jacobson. This is a horse that Brad Cox had multiple opportunities to run on dirt, and he ran him twice on the turf at Indiana Grand. And then Hurt on the street, yeah, he ran against Better last time, but, you know, he didn't do any running. He was inside. It wasn't a bad day to be on the rail, so not really a big deal. I thought Shamrock Shake was was interesting to me. New Gelding, first-time Lasix, uh, horse that ran against Better last time, could I think improved here. Gum Island is a horse I'd use, first-time yeah. Lasix, in for a tag as well. Uh, I could even warm up to Pico Diavolo, yep. who uh, showed some speed last time, now gets blinkers and LASIKs as well.
1: That's that's how i ended. I, I thought Pico, uh, Gum Island, Shamrock, and Skyler's Artemis, uh, Artemis was for uh, the... the. I, I, I didn't think the entry, the Jacobson entry... I,
2: no, I agree. I mean, you want to talk about entries in the seventh, I think the Dutch row entry is going to be really hard to beat. I think these horses have complementary running styles. Tencent Town was a horse that was bet right from the beginning last time like he couldn't lose and um and he didn't and so i think he'll go to the lead again there's a lot of speed in here that really works in the favor of big engine and you know big engine got a three thoroughgraph number last time right he's a horse with a ton of back form if he runs back to that he's going to wallop these horses they can't they can't possibly come near him um especially with be the boss coming back off a layoff he might not really be quite the same his last couple of workouts are a little unmaker like and that they're pretty slow he did have a bullet kind of buried there on the work tab the other the alternatives in there are horses like the institute and don't lose Cruz, but i think the entry in there is going to be particularly tough Woohoo that's me is back in against new york brett's after a series of yep. open company races he just got he's got a little pokey for me he's got a little too slow and it's hard making a living in sprint races on the dirt coming from as far out of it as he likes to so that takes you to an eighth race that's a really interesting race i think best bet's going to be a pretty solid favorite in here coming out of the allowance race back in december that was his first start off a long layoff he never wins but i like mandatory that's I he's a horse that yeah he he makes sense to me he fits well in here and he's been running against better it's probably time for for Kimmel to drop him in for a tag and he's going to be very popular at the claim box so i would imagine somebody will take him for 40 because he's a he's a hard training horse he is seven but anyway i'd use the two and the three in there i'd probably find a way to to maybe include the one entry just because of thank you john more so than his stable mate but uh it would be mainly be one two three for me to close it out really tough sequence i won't be shot to the carries again
1: exactly all right that gets us an next for that um and, and you and i are uh, uh, overlap quite a bit including simple sugar and mandatory etc uh I'll, I'll, i didn't i wrote it up i haven't posted it yet a, i'll wait till the scratches so that we can, i don't do have to do any you know multiple duplicated effort uh building the tickets uh let's turn to saturday run down that cross country
2: yeah, good fun sequence. I mean, it starts with a with a pretty difficult New York bred race, where um, I, you know I think Ghostbuster is going to be a deserving heavy favorite. Good second last out to Sandy's Garden. This is a horse who started with some precocity and seems to have moved forward with three prior starts. I thought Mim could be maybe an upsetter, an um, improving form herself. This is a horse who uh, Jimmy Ferraro took off of Rick Dutro, and she's held her form actually pretty well. So I, I would I would mainly focus on the eight and nine. I didn't really have anybody in there that that I was overwhelmed with. Otherwise Luna song is coming back from a very long layoff. I can envision her needing a race. So a uh, little, little eight, nine for me to start it. the Broadway is a competitive New York, Brett Philly race, sprinting Venti Valentine, obviously is the class of this division. It's just a question of whether the real Venti Valentine is still around. And she, I think she's a more effective horse on a dry racetrack, and so I'm, I'm hoping that the weather holds up, which it's supposed to. So her and, and Con Hurry Love are, are just, to me, the horses to beat. Uh, they should get an honest pace to run at with Majestic Return in there on the outside for uh, for 10-Strike, and of course, actually, that that uh, Marshall and Mike Petrangelo and Skip Sauer, who was a professor for a long time at Clemson and now lives down here in Houston, he uh, they bred this horse, and so she's actually turned out to be okay. You know, it's not bad when you breed a horse that can almost make 200 grand. I think the waters are a little deep for her here, but, you know, not going to be surprised if she continues to develop down the line. Again, it looks to me like the favorites would be a little tough to handle there. Buston Bay is a horse who, at one point, would have been favored in here, but her form looks like it's sliding a little bit the wrong direction as well. Well, Linda is not Linda's numbers as good as they are when her horses come off Lasix. Her numbers are not good at all. The first Oaklawn leg is Bold Appeal's race to lose. Obviously, Bold Appeal had something happen last time because she shortened stride noticeably and now gets Lasix. Maybe the blinkers coming off help a little bit. But I'm thinking that that may have had something to do with bleeding. And she's back quickly. So it obviously was nothing serious. Brad Cox is not a guy that's going to regularly run a horse that had a problem with bleeding. But I mean, boy, Steve, if she shows that kind of speed again, she's going to be very hard to beat. So uh, you know, I hate picking the favorite, uh, Paparina on the inside, ran well, making up ground, but did so in a much weaker race. That was a 40 maiden claimer that this is not, uh, at all. One of the better maiden special weight races you're going to see at Oakland, but still it looked to me like the peel would be pretty tough if she's, uh, if she's in one piece this time around, then we've got the Archie Breads in the fourth leg, which you know is always a, a challenge and can often be an exercise in futility. I'm inclined to take price horses because I don't really want the uh, the rail runner. So Music Mistress was the one that that I was interested in. Hopefully, we get a dry racetrack because she ran well last time on a fast track, poorly two back chasing a hot pace on a wet track, and so I, I think she has the opportunity to be. In a decent position. I liked her and uh, Benny Kay and Susie, too, who's right to her outside, who I thought ran well last out in a fast-paced race. Understandably tired late, and Tommy Vance is trying to find a place where she fits. So this is the third start off a layoff, I think, a time when horses generally can find a way to take a step forward. The other interesting horse that is way too big a price on the morning line, quite honestly, is the 10. Heated argument. This horse is is fits very well on speed figures. Has consistently run well against Arkansas breeds, and has been facing significantly better horses. So, I mean, if, if heated argument is even, even ten to one, that horse is a very very good bet in my opinion, and I think kind of the linchpin of, a, of the pick five sequence. I thought the Dixie bell was really hard. I, you know, I didn't know what to do. I don't really want to trust Gallia Princess. For Brad Cox, who debuted at the Fairgrounds and was up in time to win, I think she's going to be overbet. I did think Tanya Showers and Extreme Diva on the outside both looked pretty dangerous. Her Tanya Showers' race in the Mockingbird was solid, so um, and Extreme Diva's last was very good as well. She does come off Lasix, which is not the the most uh, encouraging thing. However, I do think she ran. She ran well last time. Sharp Tune set the pace in that race, uh, cut it all out actually before getting run down late, and probably ends up the speed of the speed again in here. So I'm going to kind of bank on that Mockingbird being a productive race and use the three, seven, and eight, and see if I can just uh, get a way to finish it off.
1: Excellent, excellent. No, it is. A, it's a good sequence. I'm focused on fairgrounds, but uh, when I when I did pull this up, I was like, ooh, all right, all right. This is this is okay.
2: Yeah, not bad at all. Fun, fun slate, no doubt.
1: Nick Tamaro everybody, NTAM one two one five, and uh, whether it's uh, his uh, New York analysis at uh, In the Money or uh, with uh, everything he's doing at uh, Twin Spires, and of course this is Twin Spires weekend preview. Nick, good luck. Talk to you next week ahead of uh, Rebel Weekend. Sounds great, my friend. Have a good weekend. Good luck. And good luck at SHRP with the preview night. Nick Tamaral, the voice of Sam Houston Race Park. Uh, we'll press on. Somehow we managed to get back on, on the timing, I'm mean, <laughs> which, you know, is no small accomplishment. Uh, I responded to a few people asking, you know, Casey was going in for a, a yesterday afternoon for a usual the you know, cancer screen and they actually put him in uh hospital they admitted him uh, yesterday so brian is doing the engineering from albany thanks to brian and we're actually a little lucky that uh, brian was available he was supposed to be uh, out in western new york so uh, <laughs> kind of relieved that that came off and brian has crafted uh, one of the youtube uh links so if if you if you're not if you're not listening, then you don't you know there's no way for me to communicate this to you. But uh, I I just put the link up at uh, Twitter, uh, so uh, that's an option. But again, this is always kind of a silly uh, announcement when when people aren't able to listen on the uh, on the stream. All right, let's get Callie in here for uh, an evaluation of the Laurel action, and uh, she's got a nice uh, steak sequence. Uh, to uh, to discuss, let me reach for the laurel action as we uh, we bring uh, as we bring uh, Cali forward, and uh, you got the two graded stakes, the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the General George. Um, and the uh, oh boy, <clears throat> excuse me, the barber. What's going Fisher, on there?
4: Are you okay?
1: Well, it's the it's like the the back end okay. uh, of that. I had the the chest thing, and
4: take a sip of water, man. No,
1: it's not. It, it's not that. It's it's uh, it, it's not good. It, it, and it, it it went from wherever it was into my chest, and so it it it's causing the occasional uh, you know gurgle.
4: Well, I hate to say this, but good thing we're speaking on the phone instead of sitting in the same room because I don't want to catch I, what you're I, about to what
1: you've got. Listen to you, I, I am not sick. I, I am way post. I, I never I never actually. <laughs> Tina got sick when we were we were coming back from uh, Ireland. This has been this has been kicking around literally since New Year's weekend. I and mean, that's how okay. it, it's a weird, it, and it's just, uh, I think a lot of people have dealt with it. I've talked to Andy, I know I, I've talked to Andy about this. He's, he, I'm not going to lie. You
4: know, I've had something going on too. So
1: there you go. Well, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I haven't talked to you since, uh, I, we saw you in Florida fleetingly. Um, yes. I, I didn't stay for Pegasus. I had to come back for, uh, for family, uh, obli- not obligations, family pleasure, uh, you had, you had a big time down there. Saw you on Thursday and Friday on the feed.
4: Yeah, that was, it was, it was so, it was great. I got to do my, and it was good seeing you and uh, for everything that happened uh, that previous week. So good, good goings on with you as well. Um, but yeah, just got to do my Gulfstream Park little, I kind of did a little mini debut and actually my debut was it, it was hilarious because my debut on Gulfstream was by myself. So it was, it was, it was quite, it was quite funny, but it's, you know, they they, they were cool with it. Um, but no, I had, listen, it was a wonderful weekend overall that was put on by first. I have to say I was, it was, I can't wait to go back again. Um, I've never seen it quite, well done like that uh anywhere else so it was and you know the, the racing was good that turf, the oh that turf was awesome that i thought the turf race was phenomenal uh, um but yes good racing good time had by all i was so happy to be there and i had a blast i had an absolute blast Steve.
1: Well, uh, back uh, to the action for the winter at Laurel. And uh, this is a big weekend, a big winter weekend with the General George and the Fritchie. Uh, Then you got the two uh, Mare and and Philly uh, uh, smaller stakes that uh, go the mile uh, in the 8th and mile in the 16th. Let's start with the John Campbell and uh, let's talk about this one.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, the race kind of runs a little bit through Bob Marco. It's hard for me. I've always been a fan of this horse, so uh, it, it's hard for me to kind of knock him down. Of course, he should be winning, you know, against that those kind of groups, sure, but he comes back with just these, phenoc- like, just the perfor- I think the performance just within him as an individual himself, this is a great, you know, crew that he has for his first time in stakes competition. So, um, be better. Uh, you know, we got really excited about in the disputed testimony and just hasn't really had the best of trips since then. Um, so I'm looking for a smooth trip, but, I mean, for me, the race, I think the race is going to run a little bit through Bob Marco.
1: Well, he's, um, he's got he's, – he's lone speed. I mean, there's really – unless somebody's going to have to get aggressive if, if they're going to confront him at all.
4: Right, and, I mean, all of these horses within this field, I don't know if they're going to be able to get aggressive enough – you know, right off the get go and be able to withstand it because he's just been he's just been cruising from the get go. So that'll be interesting. If I see anybody trying to give him a little bit of fun, it could be double crown. Um, but again, I don't know how long double crown is going to be able to sustain that. But you're talking about loan speed and our track has been playing uh, very fair for the past couple of weeks, Steve. So, I mean, you have Ain't the Beer Cold, who's going to be on yep. the inside. That's where I see, you know, that horse, tri- that's, you know, the only type of contention I see for Bob Marco. But the thing was, Ain't the Beer Cold was supposed to be, I thought Ain't the Beer Cold, especially at this point, with those performances in the Richard Small and the Robert T. Manfuso. so I thought he would be on break right now. So, um yeah, I, I just see – I really just see the race running
1: through this horse. I hear it. Bob Marco, 5-2 uh, uh, in the Campbell. Uh, it, it starts the the pick five, and I, I was kind of hoping when I pulled this all up that there was going to be a, an all-stakes pick four, but uh, – They never do that. I don't know why. Um,
4: I ask, but – I don't like, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think it would be great, especially on a day like today, but we alternatively have a pick five instead.
1: Exactly. Uh, you've got, uh, you got the Nellie Morse and the mile and the 16th, which starts quickly, uh, into the turn. And you do have another horse that might be a little loose in here. Uh, but this time at a price hashtag lucky, uh, feels like, uh, she'll get the, uh, the point.
4: Oh, wow. We're talking about two different horses at value. You're talking hashtag lucky. I'm talking charming way.
1: Okay. I could, yeah, that, this, all right. This, just just speed this there.
4: filly, yeah. This, so, talking with the previous connections of Madison Myers, they actually gave that filly a break. They had to fix a couple of things with her, and they brought her in uh, for the tag just to get her some confidence, and that's where Ness, Ness kind of inherited all of the hard work that Myers did on that horse, but now she's fully in jamie ness's barn and she's just she's just been so the number listen the numbers have not been fantastic but just on a physicality level she's been just doing so phenomenal and i just i see a completely different philly than what we saw last year in 2022 as well so and on top you know hashtag lucky yes she's going to be the speed um and she gets back to a better distance here today. The barn—I'm not going to lie—the barn has just been so-so. The barn hasn't been super hot as of lately. Four H twelve for thirty-three in the money. So really, that's not bad. I'm kind of being hard on them, um, but coming from that sprint to route, how have they been doing lately? Fifteen percent. So fifteen for ninety-seven. Um, so that leaves me with Charming Way. Just kind of being a little, having a little bit more spark than hybrid eclipse. I like this Philly, but, and she just needs a bit of a cleaner trip. Uh, she also, talking with Sheldon Russell after she won the 38 Go Go, she loves a target. So he may, he may just kind of sit chilly on her and set her back a little bit. So she also returns to that eight and a half distance. That's all right with her.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's a crazy price in here. The invader from uh, the Pennsylvania bred invader. Aaron McClellan wins, and she brings new hire in uh, with hernandez from penn national and uh, yes. that's a silly price on that horse um <clears throat> she th- th- this is this is a, a good for her to to do this it's an aggressive move <clears throat> yeah.
4: nope it's and she i did i did consider it this horse did pique my attention for sure uh just because i'm trying to make excuses for her in the plum pretty uh but that was again. That was back in 2022. So yeah. we're talking. We're talking about a different Philly right now, no, Steve. A mayor. Like, no completely she's, different mayor. she's a full-fledged
1: um, mayor and uh yes. third, third off the layoff too. I, Erin th- McClellan would not make this trip uh, if new hire, uh, if she didn't feel new hire was was coming into this uh, eligible to to run well
4: yeah and on top of that six for 25 as of lately third after the layoff hitting at a 24 percent strike rate so in solid and you know consistent with you know seconds and thirds in that as well so in especially a nice work a, a near bullet work going 47 and three at you know just a couple, just, what, last week? So yep. has this one sharp and ready to go. Well,
1: I, I uh, it caught my eye. Let's get to the two stakes, the big stakes. Yes. Barbara Fritchie and uh, the grade three, seven, eights. Uh, this is uh, a historic race and a solid group.
4: This is a solid group. It was hard for me to kind of pick apart a couple of these, so I do end up going. At first, I had Disco Ebo on top because you just can't go against a butchreet horse when he ships him down to Laurel, as of lately, just been doing so well. Um, But we do have Bluefield, uh, who, of course for Safi Joseph has been running great comes to a track where it's essentially there's no speed favor. Again, this has been very playing very, very fair for the past couple of weeks. Um, And you, you also take a look, you take a look at some of these races where a track where she hasn't been on a speed rated track. So you go back to Tampa where she was a winner. And then you go back to the Prairie Meadows, uh, where she was second to the Philly who ended up being second in the Breeders' Cup sprint. So there you have it. So she's the class of the race. I think she'll ship up just fine. Uh, which leaves me underneath. Then I just, dis- then I just dis- decide decided to go with, uh, apple picker underneath for Brittany Russell. Uh, this one, of course, uh, I I just think the distance uh, might hit for this Philly as well.
1: Apple picker Michael Dubb, and coming out of a pair of placements in the Safely Kept and the Willa on the Move, uh, I agree with you about Disco Ebo's eligibility. I don't know if that ten to one is going to hold, but uh, I agree. Yeah, those are the ob- and intrepid. Those are the obvious uh, players. Gets us Thanks. to the General George and uh, the boys, and uh, some familiar faces in here, and uh, that includes venerable ten-year-old Greeley and Ben. Uh, who uh, I've always, always been a fan of. He's uh, $10,000 away from being a millionaire. Pretty cool. Um, Limits class, uh, George Weaver uh, is handling, of course, coming out of that uh, trip down to Florida for uh, Pegasus and things did not go, uh, well for him. Well,
4: well, I saw that horse in the paddock too, before that horse ran. So on top of not getting the best trip, I don't know if he handled, uh, Gulfstream park particularly well. He was a bit washed up. Uh, so I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to seeing him come back, uh, up here and up North to a track that he definitely is a fan of and Nimitz yeah. class. And it was, it was, I, I do, I'm fighting with Greeley and Ben on and off of my ticket. I love this horse so much. Uh, Uh, But I actually have no sense underneath for Cal Lynch uh, at a price of 15 to one. I was very impressed with what I saw last time out. Uh, He did all the hard work up front, uh, a good glow up from that race. And was second to our nation on parade who came back sprinting uh and i'm surprised our nation on parade isn't in this race here today i would have i would have thought he would have been a very good fit here but let's also get to of course the obvious in post time yep. uh for hillwood with Brittany and sheldon the biggest thing the biggest takeaway that i got out of that race last time out is that i'm gonna be honest i haven't up until up until now i really think in in that jennings effort that's where Sheldon finally got comfortable with this colt and got confident. So I think the cut back in distance should be no problem. Um, it, it, let's see, you know, not that it, I'm not taking away because these horses underneath are not going to be making it easy for him. Um, you know, the big plan is with post time is to, you know, keep going longer and longer, but Hey, if you can grab a grade three, going seven furlongs, cutting back in distance, why not? So, uh, it, the horses, the horse just made a big improve in that effort last time out. It's Kenny cut back in distance, which he's been sh- he's shown that he's been able to do.
1: It's still the same one turn mile, uh, the one turn mile at Laurel to the seven eighths. So I mean, it, yes, it, and he's a three time winner at seven eighths. I mean, it, certainly another another effort uh, like the Jennings. Uh, there's also a school of thought in terms of sheet reading uh that uh he's a a candidate to regress i i, I before we wrap i do want to ask about uh the bruno Tessori uh runner on the outside to nebris uh who yeah. that that was a step forward and
4: big step right but to, yeah no i see it i totally see it this is a listen this is a solid field so it's you know you see post time in the race it's, Easy to say, oh, well, but I had to think about this for a hot minute. And because we have so, like, this is a this is a nice field for this grade three. And as far as Bruno goes, uh, the horse is, like, the horse has been doing great. I mean, it, what you see on black and white is exactly what you're going to see on screen. But for me, just a tick too quick of a turnaround.
3: Well,
1: I, the, the, his two races at Laurel here have been, this winter, have been, his the two best of his career he's actually a six-year-old gelding um so this is uh notable i i 20 to 1 uh from the open air outside box he's going to get a stalking trip and uh sheep sheep players are going to see the two uh zero you know three-quarter uh, numbers that he's paired uh, and are gonna take an interest uh in him. This is a this is a this
4: is a, this is a fun, fun race. race. Yeah, it really it's is a very fun a very fun race where you can kind of go solid on your top pick in either post time or limits class, whichever. And then we have we listen, we have seven eleven in that too. I mean yep. um, it's so Really solid field, a fun race to really test your mental skills and go wide and see what kind of horizontal bets you can do.
1: Well, build, build, uh, play around, build a nice uh, try. There's a couple of prices you can play with. Uh, Mm -hmm. Callie, uh, appreciate this. Thank you. Appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon.
4: Talk to you soon, guys. Thank you and have fun. Make some good bets out there.
1: Miss. Francois, to you on uh, your Twitter. i going to swing right into a Marcus Hirsch visit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, Joe Krzysztofek uh, Joe will uh, join us, and uh, I'm just confirming with Joe. He's uh, he made me laugh. <laughs> uh Marcus Hirsch, let's get uh, down to it. And we'll take a break at the bottom of the hour and uh, check in with Scully and with the KKs and uh, with Hammer uh, and more. Uh, Marcus, uh, I'm anxious for Marcus. And I did, uh, I did print, I haven't looked at it closely, uh, but I did print Marcus's uh, analysis and uh, so we can, you uh, we can compare notes he joins us now drf hirsch marcus good morning
3: good morning steve
1: risen star day is nigh yeah nigh sorry you didn't get to attend i know uh, not thrilled but uh we will we will see now about uh a, a backup plan uh it, it conflicts. Louisiana Derby Day conflicts with the uh, Jeff Ruby Day, uh, and and and, and uh, well, and they're going to apparently there's going to be a nice cross uh, going to be a cross uh, track uh, pick five or something. I know they're going to do that again this year, uh, but Marcus, this card is a lot of fun. Already talked uh, talked earlier to Frank Magui had some uh, some clocking thoughts.
3: Who's he like?
1: Uh, he likes Hall of Fame, and um, I'll tell you who he kind of knocked a little bit was uh, uh, he's not thrilled with the way Honor Marie is
3: coming into this. Oh, boy. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think his works have been all right. I don't know if he's in nearly the same kind of workhorse as Hall of Fame, but um, I mean, I'm not – I ended up in a similar – area and i didn't take honor maria in my top three and i did pick hall of fame to win so i guess um, i'm not disagreeing well not only
1: that i'm just looking now at your at your analysis and uh uh, those your your top three are are frank's top three with sierra leone and track phantom and uh, resilience who i'm 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 betting resilience uh, without fail really yep oh okay uh, I mean, I'm using. I, I I'm using him prominently. I I I don't know if I'll pick him on well, top. Well, he's
3: not, and he can definitely improve. I guess I wasn't. I just thought. I was not taken with his breakout performance personally.
1: He's not a breakout horse. He, he's he's a horse that's just going to keep grinding, and and uh, the mile and the eighth is what you know is, is to me the equation. And it's fascinating, Marcus, that you've got such prominent players in Anna Marie and Sierra Leone and Real Men Violin. All coming in for their three-year-old debut, going nine panels, and I, up against horses that are in form and and you know that are flexing muscle. I, I, to me, it's a very tough equation uh, to ask a three-year-old.
3: I guess I don't. I just I, I guess resilience could easily stay, but I just don't think a horse like that is going to win this race. Could he finish third if he's better yeah. than I think he is? Yeah, he could. That's but...
1: that's fine. That'll that that helps cash a ticket.
3: Um, let's see who are the the real men violin yeah i don't like him necessarily going down for a long source off the bat although i do think uh he could be all right he might be a little better than i first gave him credit for Uh, He ended up getting through on the rail in the kjc but he was stuck behind horses a long time while honor marie was hitting top gear um I, I wonder what price here a is going to be. Is he gonna be the favorite? I,
1: I think it's i no I well it, it depends on it depends on how uh, vulnerable people think Track phantom is because of the draw and how much mojo uh, Hall of Fame gets uh, off the strength of uh, the big effort i, I The Asmussen, you know what? You bring up an interesting point because the Asmussen's may spread money and allow Sierra Leone to to gain favoritism. That that's a possibility.
3: Yeah, this was not one of my favorite races. Interesting. Um, Well, I mean, I like it's obviously fascinating, and I enjoyed looking at it, but um, I don't. I have trouble separating the horses because I mean, I see their strengths and their potential flaws. um, And I think several of them could be very good. So, Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I guess I'll be surprised if one of Track Phantom Hall of Fame. And Sierra Leone don't win. I'd be surprised if one of those three don't win.
1: That I that that's a uh, I. Let I me mean, for those. I did I
3: I did like Anna Marie's races last year. I, not being there personally for the works, I can't. You know, I've seen his works. He's working with the maiden who's running on this card too. Who I know the, uh, Whit Beckman likes the maiden. Um. He he could be really good. I just. I think he, to me, he's gonna. He's more likely to need the race than Sierra Leone. I think Sierra Leone. They had this race circle a long time ago, and I'm, I'm pretty confident that Chad Brown can have a horse like this ready. I mean, he wants to go nine for long, So does Honor Marie, probably. Um, but you know, I, I'm a. i am just think the Remsen was better this year than it has been. Maybe I'll be proven wrong, but we'll see. I, I mean, I do. I I think Sierra Leone is. It's a is a fascinating horse. He, if he were like three to one or lower, I don't know I'd Had I, I personally would find it very hard to be uh, to favor him under those circumstances because his he does lack he does lack speed and he is going to be somewhat pace dependent. And the fairgrounds track has not been carrying long sustained runs in any way throughout this meet. So, um. I just think uh, I I watch as many of Hall of Fame works as were available, going back into the fall, the videos, and uh, he's—he seems to me like he was really he didn't want to settle or relax at all earlier. Earlier, and compared to that, even compared to his debut where he did have trouble, um, I thought he was much better last time, Um, and I guess. It's not. wasn't just his finish, but his gallop out. I mean, he looked like he wanted to do more, even after going through that incredibly fast race. Um, I think, to me, I I, I sided with him because he, he he's the one to me that has the greatest star potential. And today's or tomorrow is the time where if that if he does if he is that kind of horse, you get the value tomorrow.
1: That's fair. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Any? Uh, how about a. Uh... How about a uh, feel for catching freedom?
3: I don't like catching freedom. Yeah. Although it is easy to underrate him because I think he's a really poor workhorse. He gets out work by everyone. Um, I, if I want to, I think he's, I don't think he's got as much ability as, as the other horses come from off the pace. I, I don't care for him. I don't, uh, I don't fancy either of the pletures. Um I don't like resilience personally, um, and they're the two
1: inside. Like obviously, to me, I don't belong in the race. So I'm, I'm I guess, I'm kind of chalky in the end here. Well, it's more, uh, you know, a, one of those scenarios of you know horses using this as a springboard, and of course, it is the first uh, of the 50-point races uh, in terms of uh, Derby points. And it is uh, it's a terrific yeah. end to a very good card. Let's back it's a it. Real race. It really is. It's a real race. It really yeah. is. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk the Phillies. And one of the things that Frank talked about was that Dv's Dream, who he doesn't even think McPeak has cranked, uh, has been outworking uh, Real Men Violin. Uh, you got the two. I mean,
3: I'd i agree with that from what I've seen.
1: There you go. Uh, you got the two Coxes in here, and uh, then things like uh, Brendan Walsh. You got
3: three entered.
1: Right. Right. That's right. Alpine Princess, uh, uh, West Omaha, and Tarifa.
3: But it's, did you say two because you don't think they're all running? I, I,
1: no, no, I'm not. I am not uh, i don't have... Uh, do you have any more information on that?
3: Yeah, I wrote in my race preview for the Daily Racing Form that West Omaha is a possible scratch to go to Oakland, I think, instead. I actually just checked with Cox a little while ago to see if there was an update, and he said no, but he didn't say possible, so... Um, and I had heard another trainer in the race said that he, they thought that the horse was coming out. So right. it would make sense. I really don't see him wanting to run three in this race. Anyway, um, yeah, the more I looked at this race, the, the, and considering the <clears throat> division, um, it's pretty. It's just a spicy little group. It is I like these horses. It is. Um. I would even go so far as to say we don't know how good Pennick is.
1: I t- I, t- I brought Pennick up with Frank because uh, that that effort it absolutely fits with this group.
3: Well, and Gary Sherr is having a tremendous meet. If you if you were to have win a race like this, well,
1: this this harkens back to that winter when when I was instructed by Gary to say to call it the winter of G.
3: That's 2014, 2015. <laughs> uh, we did have a great meet. Right? remind me of that when I talked to him the other it's night. so fun. Um, so this horse has... Uh, and the female family is strongly tilted towards sprints. But she is a hard spun. And um, her gallop out uh, in her five-and-a-half-long debut was uh, excellent. And... In her major work for that uh, was a gate work. She worked at least three quarters and didn't seem to be getting tired. And she's an appealing looking filly and she's going to go to the front. I doubt that she's in a position to lead all the way in this group, but she's, she might be pretty good. I, I also, I'm not sure who's better between Tarifa and Alpine Princess. Although I prefer both of them to West Omaha. Could she make an appearance? Um, I think both of those horses might be pretty good. Alpine Princess, I have liked more and more um, her tactical versatility and going to lead after she stumbled slightly at the start. Excuse me, in the untappable, um, pretty impressive. Uh, I think that she just was getting better through the fall. And uh, the workout video from her, I think, has been very encouraging. She's one of the horses that pummeled Catching Freedom. I think that was the February 3rd. She had a re- an excellent gallop out in that work. And She looks like she's um, she's filled out in the right places since last fall. I think she's coming this nicely, but uh, the temperature showed signs of being uh, a high-class performer in her debut. And, uh, I mean, blinkers off last time. I know people think that before she beat Standout Sensation, it's not necessarily too much. Enjoy. I believe she's running. On this card as well but she's a fairly recent claim and and i think she ran a very legitimate race on a slow pace this horse dove to the inside and was doing her best work late all this said uh and I, I, vv's dream I, until i know McPhee thinks that she's gonna have no trouble going long but until she until she shows me i'm gonna consider her a seven eighths to a miler because she did get a really great trip when she was in Excellent form in Alcibiades. And I know that Candide is a nice filly, but I thought she should have won that race. Uh, and West Omaha is, she's doing, she's looking better to me, but she's not the polished horse that uh, Alpine Princess is by any stretch of the imagination. She's, she's tall and lanky, and her legs fly over all over the place. She's hmm. relatively inefficient action. Uh, I think she has a lot of growing up to do but I, I I quite fancy intricate here.
1: Brendan Walsh, Tyler gaffleone three to one intricate Frank uh, leaned in that direction as well. Let's go to the well,
3: she's been she's been working from what I've seen. she i she I am a little concerned because she keeps swapping her leads through the home stretch, which didn't have a problem, and not just once but multiple times. She didn't have a problem with that in the golden run. I'm not going to worry about it because she's finishing grade and galloping out like a monster. She's also a horse that seems to have grown considerably physically in the intervening months since her last race. In her last race, I know she got through at, on, you know, got a perfect trip. Everything worked out for her. But um, even accounting for that, I thought she was tremendous. And her gallop out in that race suggested a horse who was really just getting warmed up. I, you know, Walsh. It comes from uh, Ireland, and we know that European trainers often have their horses completely prepared to run uh, a route of ground after a winter layoff. I, I think that this horse is going to get better, but I think that she's going to be good enough to win this race. I do think Tarifa might get bed down.
1: Uh, Pratt draws money as well. So, well, there's your Rachel Alexandra. Uh, we go to the turf and uh, the fairgrounds, and this, uh, oh God. right, a deep group. Uh, you've got, uh, it seems like, based on our conversation yesterday, strong quality uh, will more or less have the opportunity to control it from the front end.
3: I like it better in this race um, than in l- the last race. Uh, although I want to talk to Florent and say, you know, the way you win, I'll race a nine furlongs for the horse like this is to open up from the half-mile pole to the quarter pole because he doesn't quicken enough and he he doesn't need to go a half and 49. He needs to go a half and 47 and 4 in my opinion. The course, now it's going to rain, the course has has been carrying speeds to some extent. I wouldn't say that. I just say it's fair. If he runs the race, I think he's capable of like using his pace to the max. I think he'll win because there's I mean, the horse to beat him is Chasing the Crown, who uh, has knocked on the door of being a really, a really nice horse all along. Was defeated by a strong quality going seven and a half, way back when. His last race, and the horse I wish were in the race is the runner-up behind Chasing the Crown, Point Proven, who is my best bet of the day earlier on the card. I think he is would love nine furlongs. This horse, Chasing the Crown, I don't I. The mile really flattered him. I could like him here because he ran so well and quick and so beautifully at a mile and a 16th, but I don't think he's going to sustain his run for a mile and an eighth. And then when I get beyond that, I mean, it's tough. Could also be wet. Yeah. Don't know how wet.
1: Yeah, it's not a – it's like – I wish we could – Wish we could get through some of these weekends, uh, you know.
3: Just with nice, uh, yeah, clear
1: weather. A little fast and firm would be uh, the, would be For nice. the pick
3: five, I mean, <laughs> I would be wanting to spread here. It could be a bomber.
1: Well, we talked to Michelle Lovell yesterday about uh, English Tavern uh, came up, and uh, Johnny's Fireball got a vote from McGooey. And uh, there's uh, yeah, if it uh, if it isn't strong uh, quality on the front end, uh, and actually yesterday doing doing third graph when using third graph, uh, uh, Jeff Franklin was on, uh, gave the advantage pace wise, as well. Uh, back
3: it up. He definitely he definitely has a pace advantage. It's just a question of how he's able to deploy it
1: turn to the mine shaft starts the late pick four and a lot of usual suspects in here. And, uh, is there, is there enough pace for Pesson to score with happy American?
3: That's the most important question. No, I agree. No, there's not just too bad. I mean, I don't see how best actors not loose. I don't trust him. I picked him. I don't trust him. Um, He's just had too many breaks and has never really hit another level. I think he, he's in a good position off a strong work pattern and a, a break going a mile of sixteenth to press his pace advantage. But um, I can't, I couldn't lean too heavily on him. I mean, I I wanted to see at least something from Smile Happy last time, and he didn't show me anything. If he had showed just something, this could be a time to to get on him as a bounce back horse, who at his best would win this race easily. Um, but I, I, I I can't get there. Can't do it. Um, so it's just a, you know, if if he's who he seemed to be last time, it's really just a bunch of horses. Uh, and the pace is going to dictate things to some extent. Happy American and red route one who were, 3-2 in the last race in this series. They both would prefer to go a mile on an eighth. And without some pace help, which, I mean, a horse like Notary or W Nell, they could show some speed. But I don't know if it's going to be enough. This is another race I don't really love, i got to tell you.
1: All right. It's all right. You know, you can't can't love them all. (laughs) Let's keep backing it up. Start of the pick five. How about uh, the Alstall Memorial?
3: Uh, I mean, I don't see, uh, I just went back to the horse who's in the best form and is proven over the track and is probably going to be a fair price again in creative Cairo. I I don't see what she's done wrong. I mean, I know she's a six year old, but I'm looking at her as kind of a new horse since coming back last summer. I, I, and I've seen too many times when horses, um, take a liking to the fairgrounds course they just keep getting they keep keep getting better incrementally even when you're not sure they will i don't i mean i didn't know this horse could work on dirt in 59 and four but she did between starts that might not be a good thing uh but you know here again we're not talking about some secret i think yeah. uh, she's probably just second choice to spirit and glory and spirit and glory is fine i don't I don't have any affinity for her, but uh, you know, trying to to go through the rest of the the group, I, I struggle to come up with. It's another race like the um, like the uh, fairgrounds where, if you don't think that the top two choices and have much of an edge, and I'm not sure that they do, anything is liable to happen in this race.
1: Creative Cairo, and you you talk about those two uh, performances. Uh, and even, and even the first start of the season in November, uh, early in the meet and, uh, creative Cairo kind of turning in maybe into a Nate's
3: mineshaft
1: shaft style, uh, that, uh, starts to, you know, starts to get better and better. Over well, the, same over same the idea. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Go through the winter and find that the horse is yep. better than expected. We'd I mean, ahead. I thought she was best in the blushing KD and she was considerably best in the crants
1: uh, i think that she's going to run back to it there's your there's your late pick 5 your all stakes late pick 5 uh there's some maiden races interspersed uh the colonel power let's get uh, that opinion before you can do some scattershot uh, uh best bet type things and the colonel power uh quite good
3: yeah i got i don't like anybody here really I I, uh, I went to, and it's another, I mean, we just don't know what the track's going to be like. The course could be sodded. I went to uh, Mischievous Rogue. I think he'll come over the top and win from a stalking position. He likes outside rallies. Um, nice breather between races, and he, he really found, uh, uh, I mean, he's only recently switched to turf racing, and... He's actually quite good. Um, I think he's the right horse for this race, even with an outside draw. Uh, four to one, he could be lower than that, but it's another horse that I wouldn't be that excited about betting. But I would rather bet him than, say, Sue a Summer at three to one, for instance.
1: That's fair. Uh, Brian Hernandez uh, won with him at Keeneland last spring, and. Uh, a horse like this, they, not that there's anything wrong with uh, Machado, but... Uh,
3: Machado's yeah, good at Turfway. play.
1: It, he's good, period. Uh, but uh, Brian Hernandez, uh, just adept at placement. Uh, we talked Excellent, about excellent rider.
3: The one that I gave a little bit of a look at a slightly longer price would be Charging, who is definitely on the upswing, although did get an easy lead last time. But a horse with speed who can also finish, too. Uh... He could get crushed on the pace, but if things worked out for him, I think he's good enough right now to uh, to make his presence felt.
1: Oh, there is a lot of speed in here. Michelle uh, Lovell uh, concerned about it for just might, for instance. I
3: know. It looks like they're going to go really fast. Yeah. But we, we know how well, that, that works. Out. Yeah, exactly, right? Of the time. <laughs> there was just, it just happened yesterday at Fairgrounds in the seventh race. I mean, there were five, like, half to half the lead pace players, and four of them took back. It did not go well for them either.
1: Well, in addition to the stakes, there's very good maiden action, and there's an yeah. allowance race. How about it's some a, ideas there?
3: I'll run through the maidens: the ninth, the route. I'm not. I don't have anything special, but I do like uh, Cornishman over Antiquarian, yep. despite the draw. Um, Antiquarian might be good because I do like Conquest Warrior a lot, who beat him last time, but. Uh, Cornishman I think is going to break better this time he, is a, he's a, he could be a real beast at a route of ground um, but again those are the two favorites so uh, nothing especially interesting in that uh, I did. I thought the sprint the seventh was eh um, discreet mischief for Cox and Giroux is probably going to take some money and I could be proven wrong but I have not been impressed with the way that horse has worked at all much preferred the works I've seen from number two band for Life who I ended up taking on top and uh, in, uh, in buzzing well there's the horse Drip who's been working with Honor Marie he looks like a route horse to me although I think he has worked pretty strongly and um, I'm not I mean it's hard to read the Asmussens. Mr. Lincoln has been okay but I, I don't know what to do with him um, the sixth that's another main race, isn't it? It is. Uh, these are the Phillies going six. Let's see if I have anything here. Uh, I, I don't know. Gourmet and Quality Credit have worked together. I like Gourmet better. I think I ended up picking her. I have no strong opinion. Did you get anything from your work guy on that uh,
1: race? Frank uh, likes the two Aspensons uh, Quality yeah, Credit. I like ever. Gourmet better. So to so say, just slightly. Yeah.
3: Um this oh this allowance race for phillies the uh the the fifth
1: Uh uh-huh with justina chapel and uh yeah but
3: i think i see something in our pretty woman i like her a lot i think she was fine last time staying on it was off the turf and i know people are going to hold that against her and in the slob and the track was definitely front favoring then but uh I'd like to race, and she looks like the kind of horse who people are going to assume just won a week race and isn't much. And that might be true, but at the price I expect her to be, I'm. I'm that's one of the horses I like better on this card. And oh, these state reds. <laughs> maidens race for. I got. Uh, I got nothing there.
1: Uh, hard to hard to argue with Shane Wilson. <laughs>
3: uh, He's not good with firsters.
1: Other than that, I guess. All right. I mean, yeah, that's true. It's 5% with firsters.
3: Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, it's, uh oh, it's Michelle's horse. Wish carefully. I'm a big firster guy. I love picking first time starters, but I'm going with a fifth time starter here. Carp has ran out of, the, out of, uh, out of his mind on December 9th. The horse was in. Restricted, but not Louisiana Bread Company first two times. And Outie, who he ran against on the Gunrunner card, also ran out of his mind that day. Nine lengths back to third last time, five lengths back to third, two back. Uh, I think this is Wish Carefully's time.
1: Nice. All right. How about, and then finally, how about that, uh, uh, the Mile yeah. 16th allowance? Yeah, this is a Louisiana Derby preview or
3: entree. Yeah. Well, for one horse, yes. I think especially that being Tuscan sky for me all right I think that that's the Louisiana Derby hope did you watch his race
1: I did and I, I even I even bet him uh, as a uh, in the last future book
3: oh so you like this
1: horse I, I do and, and he's I mean he's 80 to one going into today uh they're gonna open the betting but uh you know if he if he if he beats Nash in here uh and Ethan energy uh then you know, uh, that number is going to dive. But I bet on um, the last time I got—I got a decent yeah, that's number. That's why
3: they should close the pool on Friday at midnight instead of <laughs> Sunday.
1: Well, you can't help it. You know, what are you going to do?
3: Well, I mean, that makes it well, whatever. You can't get a price when everyone sees. It's but uh, Tuscan Sky was—he uh, ran an amazing race to, uh, for a first-time starter who showed speed, and then kind of fell off the bridle and got shuffled back. I mean that doesn't usually end well, but he didn't really even get going until the these three sixteens poll. He looks like a real route horse. I'm quite high on him. I mean Nash maybe will just bounce back. First Lasix. Ethan Energy gets Lasix back too, but uh I don't think he's I don't think he's all that Ethan Energy personally. Tuscan sky for me there. And then uh um in this two other than race two. Yeah. I hate that he drew way outside, but the great Alice Combs, point proven. He's a good, he's a good horse. I, like I said, I, I would have picked him to win the uh, stake later on this card. Cause I think a mile on Nates will suit him better than a, a mile, but uh, he just got a little out quick by a nice horse and chasing the crown last time. And, um, ran as, just as well. And he got in. I mean, you know, almost fell down in the wood chopper at the past the half mile pole. And he also got sandwiched and almost knocked over mid stretch of the race. Three back, he's even. It looks like he's pretty good, and it, and he's even better than it looks.
1: Point proven. Oh, you made him. You made him your bold type. He's your best bet tomorrow. Nice.
3: Alice Cohn does not typically draw a ton of betting attention. So I figure he'll be a fair price and with a wide draw.
1: Marcus Hirsch, everybody. DRF Hirsch. And uh, there is the full, literally the full rundown uh, of – this fourteen race card, and uh, I
3: gave it all that I had, whatever, what, what, little it was. It's all out there
1: for the I, most part, and it was outstanding. And you know, you mentioned uh, the future wager. We're going to talk to uh, the KKS, both Kevin Kirstein and Kevin Kilroy. But uh, I'm just looking down, catching like Nithos. Uh, Nithos uh, <laughs> is not available, as you know. Um, oh, okay. But uh, you've got, let's see, catching freedom. Hall of Fame, Honor Marie, Nash, Real Men Violin, Resilience, Sierra Leone, Track Phantom, and Tuscan Sky all running uh, tomorrow uh, that are involved in the future wager. And I just pulled out um, the pool three. I got Tuscan Sky at 88 to one last time, uh, Marcus. So I'm.
3: I mean, you'll see how you feel about that uh, early Saturday afternoon, but right now. I would feel good about it. I would feel especially good that he's sent to New Orleans for this race. I,
1: I'm I'm pleased. Uh
3: I, I uh What would you sell that for?
1: I don't know. Nah I <laughs> <laughs> I I'd probably I, forty dollars I would probably sell that ticket for. <laughs> yeah, you right. <laughs> uh, uh Yeah, it's uh uh, I'll tell you the one that I, I is, is I, I'm anxious to hear from KK because they made locked the ten to one favorite. I I don't know if he's ten to one to run next the, the to run the whatever the next scheduled point is. I, well, it's I,
3: supposed to work this weekend. Right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh,
3: so I mean that means he will have missed what one work.
1: Yeah. It feels it feels a little more problematic than than that.
3: To me, but well, personally, I hate it. I mean, I I don't want to have anything like that going on this time. Again. Exactly. And also, I've really started to be I, I'm a I'm very skeptical of all the good two-year-olds from last year. We shall see how that works out. But that's hardly like groundbreaking. But I'm I'm not I'm not sure that any of those horses are going to live up to their numbers. But time
1: will tell well exactly and we'll get a few of those answers uh, tomorrow uh, at uh, fairgrounds marcus should be yep. a fun fun day there and hope the weather is as good as possible and mm, uh, yeah fingers crossed uh, you're as you're always as good as possible
3: yeah well, oh well i definitely would not say that but
1: i appreciate <laughs> it marcus Hirsch, everybody and should i put up the a picture w- with with you and Magoey or you and your wife today those are the only two you have Those are both very good, uh, but... uh it's,
3: it's, it's Steve. It's your post. <laughs> All
1: right, I'll, I will. I will. I will dig through and find. A, you got to
3: alternate. I think you did the wife. I did. You did my my beautiful wife last time. So well, the
1: the the wife. The wife is definitely it. I have Every. I, I always get. I always get uh, either a text or, or a response. That's Marcus's wife. I mean, yeah. Yes, it enough. is. <laughs> might, yeah. I, I'm used to it too, Marcus. I, I the the out kicked your coverage. Uh, uh, comments I get all the time. I don't feel that way. Not a boy. I good for I don't feel that
3: way at all. I feel lucky and uh, uh, and and I have strong feelings about it. But I'm definitely not. I'm right in that range. Uh,
1: I love that. So great. Uh, Marcus Hirsch, everybody, always good fun. Luck. Thank you, buddy. So much fun with Marcus. All right. We're going to take the break. The only one of the morning as we rifle through. We've got uh, Scully next and we'll get some future wager thoughts from Scully. Plus, we'll get a report to get his thoughts about uh, Sam Houston, Sam Houston, the Sam Davis. And uh, then we'll dive into his opinions for the weekend. Then the KKs and Hammer and Joe Christofek. Second half, Twin Spires weekend preview at the races continues here on Sirius XM. Stay with us.
2: The latest racing news
1: it's, it's at the races with Steve Big
0: on Sirius XM Radio.
3: Here in Pennsylvania, we're proud of our breeding program, the best in North America. But we're also proud to be leaders in this industry. The PA Horse Breeders Association is funding cutting edge research at Penn Vet into equine health and safety. And we endorse the SAFE Act to help protect the most vulnerable horses. Plus, we're pleased to support the aftercare programs set up by our horsemen's groups. Just a few of the reasons why you should join us in Pennsylvania, the premier place to breed and race.